Welcome up to Stir It Up. It is Thursday, uh, September 23rd. Uh, big sports weekend ahead of us. We have, we'll talk about Ryder Cup preview, college football picks, NFL picks, and we have a toast of greatness. Um, middle of September, got to love on the Ryder Cup. More golf's happening. Um, that it will also include big NFL weekend, big college football weekend, um, and uh, some other sports stuff that is uh, we're looking forward to coming and talking about. We'll start off with the Ryder Cup because as golf fans, this is, you know, something that happens every, I mean, when we team events happen every two years, but the Ryder Cup is definitely bigger than the President's Cup that, I mean, that we both, we both think of. Um, yes, it is. And with the U.S. prior history in the Ryder Cup, it has not been very good. Um, but I think the thing with this Ryder Cup, which is intriguing, is there was a lot of drama going on weeks coming up to the Ryder Cup with Bryson and uh, Brooks not liking each other. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, didn't seem like Bryson and Brooks were even bought into even being there with Bryson training to do the World Long Drive Championship, getting ahead of that. And then Brooks saying, you know, I like major weeks better than the Ryder Cup because the Ryder Cup, I feel like I have to do a bunch of things I don't want to do type of stuff. So it just felt like they weren't buying in. And then on Monday, you know, it's it's Ryder Cup week. So they're all out there. Fans are out there. Media's out there. They're all practicing. And, you know, Bryson and Brooks, I guess, had dinner like Monday night, talked it out. And then on Tuesday afternoon, you know, they're <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah right then they're out there on the on the range you know chit-chatting it up like you know they've known each other and liked each other for all these years which we both know is bullshit but hopefully that you know they can like each other and um get along with each other i have noticed that they're in practice rounds they're not even they're not they're not playing they're not gonna play with each other they're not even close to each other in practice rounds um but at least no, they won't they won't get paired together at least they're either. starting to talk to each other which was a big thing going into this week especially with Ryder Cup and it, multiple people I mean um, I forgot his name Bryson Chamblay or whatever his name is on Golf Network saying you know if Brooke doesn't want to be yeah. Brent yeah whatever his name is like don't even let them play like go get other people you know type of stuff like that so but so this weekend if you don't know about the Ryder Cup the Ryder Cup stuff is Friday to Saturday event it is Friday through Sunday, right? Friday through Sunday, I mean. Friday yeah. through Sunday. Friday is – there's three groupings, and it's a, it's always four guys in the, on Friday and Saturday. So morning – the morning tee times are uh, foursomes or alternate shot. Um, the first three tee times. So that'll be 12 U.S. golfers out there. And then the afternoon is four ball, which is best ball. So everyone plays their own shot. And lowest score, that's what they take. And then that'll be the next three, two times in the afternoon. And then on Saturday, they do the same thing, but it's flip-flopped. So if you if whoever was playing in four, an alternate shot in the morning, we'll be playing four ball in the afternoon. That's the type of stuff that's going on Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday is just singles. 12 players play a 1v1 match play against the Europeans. And usually the U.S. does okay in alternate shot and best ball 
uh, on Friday, Saturday, but usually the U.S. just gets absolutely just crushed on singles. I don't know why it is. Um, maybe it's just the way, like, junior golfers are raised here in the U.S., you know, uh, all the tournaments, and it's a lot of scoring where maybe in Europe, maybe they include a little bit more match play type of tournaments and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know the exact reason why, but I still like the Europeans always just crush the U.S. on Sunday. So that'll be the big thing going into the weekend. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see some of these pairings get out there. I didn't know Daniel Berger and Kepka were college teammates at Florida State. Did you know that? I did not know that. I yeah, thought, so, I thought so, Berger was way younger than Brooks Kepka. Like, no, yeah. I know I was, they're both uh, young, but I thought I was, Berger I was, was doing like... some research today on the Ryder Cup. Um, and yeah, so so Daniel Berger and Kepka were both Florida State uh, golfers together. Might have been just for a year. I, I didn't see for how many years. Yeah. Um, so they're going to be paired together. Um, I saw Xander and Cantley are going to be paired together, which makes sense. Both California guys. Yeah. Obviously, Spieth and JT are going to play together. Um, and I heard that's going to be the first four ball. Those three? The first four is Xander, Cantley, Spieth, and JT are going to be a four. The f- what do you mean four? Like, what do you mean like by the top? Like the top, oh, the top four. You know, like, like our top, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I would too. They're, they're, I'm surprised DJ's not in the mix. Um, that's what I meant, like first four, you know, like those are going to be our top guys. Yeah, I mean, in my, opinion. It, in my opinion, I think it'll definitely be JT. Um, it'll be definitely JT and Spieth because those guys have always played well. I feel like in, you know, these types of like these cups and um, Ryder Cups and stuff like that, President's Cups, J- Dustin Johnson has never played well for whatever reason. And yeah, he's I, he's gonna get paired with Morikawa, and that's kind of that's gonna be a weird pairing. But you got right, DJ's been around. Morikawa's yeah. gonna be the young rookie. We'll kind of see how that. I here's the thing: Taylor made guys, though I believe they're both Taylor made guys. But I feel like more, even though Morikawa is 24, the dude carries himself like he's 35. He carries himself like he's been around. He plays the game like he's been around. He doesn't. He doesn't just trying to overpower the golf course he's very strategic on how he is and yeah dj can overpower the golf course but dj is also very strategic on what he does um so i think that could honestly help because i think morikawa can be a streaky putter um and we'll see how it is i think this Ryder cup's different for me when i watch it uh i will it'll be difficult for me to watch it to be honest with you because i'll be out of town friday for sure i'll be watching as much as i possibly can saturday We'll see Sunday. I'll be on a plane, so we'll see how much I can watch. But Friday, I will be watching. Um, I think the Ryder Cup this year is different because, for me personally, because they're playing at a course that I've played at before. And I played relatively recently, within the last calendar year. So, and I play in that golf course like that. You you go to these prestigious golf courses and you play five hours. You, play, you pay a bunch of money, but everyone always says, like, you know, a true golf course by remembering every single hole. Can you remember, can you remember 11? Can you remember 13? Can you remember 15 and what shots and whatever it was? And I'll tell you what, I can remember every single hole. One is a bunker on the right. It's 300 yards to hit it. 
green is kind of slanted away from you. Two is a par five, three is a par three, four is a long par four, five is a par five, all, all the way down the line. So it's going to be weird, different to see these guys play knowing when I played this golf course. Knowing how shitty you played on it. Oh, it was horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Um, you want to talk about a diff? The thing with this golf course, it's very difficult. And I think there's a lot of blind tee shots. A lot of tee shots, you don't, you, you get to the tee box and you first thing you think of is where's the fairway? That type of golf course. It's a golf course where everything's hidden and you don't realize from the tee box how big the fairways actually are. I'm sure the thing is there, you, they can't shrink the golf course the fairways like on most golf courses you know tory pines normal like 360 360 before they play the uh oops sorry before they play the you know, us open or um, a pga tournament they shrink the fairways because they can with the space they have of grass they can't do that whistling because i mean as soon as you get off the fairway it's just straight sand and fescue and high grass so they don't they can't shrink it the fairways are relatively big, but you can't see that from the tee boxes. So it's going to be cool when, you know, you watch on TV and they're on number like 11 and 11. I remember going to that fairway or that tee box, looked at my cat. I go, where the hell am I hitting this? And they, she would literally, the caddy told me aim at this bush. She hit it over this bush and lands that way. That'll be the, that'll be in the fairway, middle of the fairway. I'm like, where can I miss? And she goes, no farther than this bush, like that type of thing. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not even like, oh, you see the fairway and this is where I'm aiming. It's like, I'm aiming at a bush and I'm hopefully I don't hit it farther than this bush or I'm aiming at this bunker. I'm aiming at this tree type of thing. So it'd be cool to watch. Um, I just hope the U S can somehow win. It'll, yeah, I don't know. I have them winning, um, even though they are 16 and a half to 11 and a half. And the thing I've, I saw, I, I'm angry. I don't have the stats in front of me. Um, I think the U.S. They showed the U.S. like the tail of the tape type thing, like you know, U.S. like in boxing, like mm-hmm. age uh, record and stuff like that. Well, they had the tail of the tape of the U.S. versus Europeans, and it was like average age between um, the U.S. and Europeans, and then like number of appearances, all-time record type of thing, and the Europeans just, you know, blew everyone out of the water. Like, it wasn't even close. We had a like, lot of rookies this year. A lot of young guys. That was the thing. I think the average, the average age for the U.S. team was 29. Um, and then I think the average age for the Europeans was 35. Yeah. That's not close. There's a lot of older yeah, guys. They, they have some teams. experience playing in it for sure. We don't have too many guys that have played in it. Obviously, no. DJ, um, JT. Spieth played in it, didn't he? Yeah, so uh, I have yeah. it right here. So average age for the Americans, 29, European 35. Average world rankings, which is in the American favor, yeah. 8. The average eight, uh, average world rankings for Europeans, 30. Ryder Cup appearances. This was the big thing. Ryder Cup appearances and Ryder matches. We'll go Ryder Cup appearances for the Americans is 12. Ryder Cup matches is 49. Ryder Cup appearances on the Europe side, 38. Ryder Cup matches, 156. You want to talk about experience and guys that have done it in one? That's the European. And they got Sergio, man. That guy's played. Yeah, <laughs> Sergio, so Sergio, uh, Ian Poulter. Um, oh my God, what's Dude, his name? I was looking at the Europe, uh, the European team today, and it's a solid freaking squad, man. Yeah, Tommy Fleetwood, um, Dane Lowry, um, yep, Shane Lowry, Victor Hovland, John Rahm. 
Yeah. Uh, Rory, Lee Westwood. God, Lee Westwood. Man, there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of older guys that are, have been playing well all year. And Paul there's Casey. Also, there's a lot of older guys that have been around, done it, and they've played well all year. And there's also young guys that have played well all year, which I guess is a good mix for a team. So that's the thing that's kind of scary is because, yeah, they're older, but it's not like they're, their game has dropped off. I mean, Lee Westwood was in a stretch where he was, he was placing top two for a month straight. He's either winning or getting second. And then Paul Casey, I feel like he's always in the top 10. John Rahm's yes. the number one player in the world. Victor Hovland's 24, and he's a top 10, top 15 player in the world too. Rory is Rory. So there's a bunch of young and older guys mixed in that I think is even playing well. Fleetwood, yeah. So it'll be, a, it'll be a really fun to see. I know Wisconsin is just going to show up. There's going to be fans upon fans there, and they're going to be loud. It's going to be great. The European side is going to get their ass kicked for one reason. They walked out today with fucking cheese heads on their head. Every <laughs> one of them. I did see that. Fucking Packers cheese heads, and they're in green and yellow. They're going to get destroyed. I did see there. that. I did see that. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited to watch. The U.S. is favored, which is surprising, but they got I hope they win. Based off of you know, I mean, world golf average world golf ranking when we're eight to their thirty. Yeah, that's a significant difference there. Yeah, I think the thing about, I mean, I think you throw world you throw world rankings out the window when it comes to team team games. Oh, you do. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm just saying that's where the uh, that's where the like the lines come in. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, that's why the lines come in, but you have to throw all that stuff out. I mean, alternate shot, you're not playing your shot the whole time. I mean, in a normal round, you're shooting, you're hit, guys are hitting the ball 68 to 73 times a, a round. And for an alternate shot, they're hitting at 30, 35 max. Yeah. And unfortunately that, they, for Harry English, he has to play with Bryson. Yeah. That's going to be sorry, Harry. Yeah. Poor guy. Um, but we'll see, you know, and that's a golf course you can't overpower. You cannot overpower that golf course. You have to. You have to let it come. Even though it's a long golf course, you can't overpower it. There's no. There's no place to miss it. Um, where you know, you know pairing is going to do great. Finau and Scheffler. I think it's a. It's a. It's a. That's a. Uh, They're going to kill it. That's a pairing that doesn't show emotion. Tony the Tiger is good. They don't show emotion. Light it up. Yeah. We'll see. I'll, I'm excited to see where some of the pin placements are going to be. Um, especially on like number seven. I remember playing that hole and I was like, there's no way I don't hit it in the water on this hole. Like that type, that type of part three. I don't know if you've seen that. Have you seen number seven, what it looks like? It's been a while since I watched them play their last. If anyone knows, I'll just explain it. And then I'll tell you how difficult it is. Um, It is a part three full carry over the lake. It, to the front of the green was from where we played and I played in the back tees, which is where they're going to be playing the Ryder cup is two thirty carry to the green to the back of the green was two sixty. Um, usually there's a crosswind coming off and you miss it short you hit driver. Yeah. Nope. I had actually hit a five iron. Um, I hit, I hit on the green and parred. Luckily I'll just say this, this is a golf court. That's the hole that uh, in the 2010 PGA championship, John Daly ended up chucking his club into the lake. Have you ever seen that clip where he chunked it into the water four times and then just hit it so far left 
up in the bunkers, up into the, the, the fans after he chunked it, he threw his club halfway across Lake Michigan. Uh, that's, yeah, seen that. that's the, um, that's the hole that they will be playing with. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Um, I can't wait. You know, the thing with the Ryder cup is you have to watch it because it only happens, it happens every four years. So if you don't watch it this year, you gotta wait to 2025. <laughs> so um, I'm excited. Hopefully the U S does well. And I'm, I'm rooting for, you know, a lot of fans, a lot of USA chants and a lot of booing and cheering and it just roars and fist pumps and emotion shown on a golf course. I can't wait for it. Um, we'll move on. I got a, we have a two, we have a toast of greatness and we got two of them. Me being a Fresno State guy, I'm to, well, my toast is going to be to Jake Hayner. This guy threw for 435 passing yards and two touchdowns against a top 15 team in the country. At the time, they were number 13 in UCLA. On the road, in the Rose Bowl, with a strained oblique coming from him himself. He had a strained oblique diagnosed, um, and I can't wait uh, to see where his career takes him. But still, I mean, he was an absolute ball. He leads the country in passing, second in touchdowns, uh, also <coughs> number one in passer rating. So I'm toasting to him winning that game, scoring a touchdown with 51 seconds left. Yeah, that was a huge win for the Dogs and for the Mountain West. Big Mountain West. Go, baby. Mountain well, West is rolling. What was your toast uh, of greatness? Yeah, so I've got um, – it's Nico – I don't know how to pronounce this. I'm just going to go with Marquial, um, but out of Hamilton High School. Arizona, baby. point comeback against Bishop Gorman. Fuck a pandemic. This kid decides to just puke all over the football. What makes it 10 times better is that he's a lefty, too. Yes. And just fucking slings that thing in there yeah. straight up off of Friday Night Lights. I swear to God, that could be in an episode or a movie. <laughs> um, we'll see. But that was just one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. Probably won't ever happen again. Just right on the snap, gets the ball, puke, spiral, game winner. Second Gorman. The craziest part about that game is they're playing Bishop Gorman, who is a at probably still is. They're a perennial top three high school football program in the country. Every year, yeah. Hamilton High School was down 17 points with a minute left in the fourth quarter, and they win the game. They score a touchdown, onside kick, get it, score a touchdown, onside kick, get it, score a touchdown to win. That is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Against a, a I will powerful. say Hamilton is Hamilton's always ranked in the they're usually the best uh, Arizona high school yeah. team and they're usually but there's a different there's well. a difference between Hamilton and Bishop Gorman. There is Bishop Gorman Absolutely. almost is an FCS high school, pretty much. They got D1 guys, they got 20 yeah, their facility something. Is. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a crazy win. The fact that that dude said hike, got the ball, threw up on it, wiped it off through a touchdown pass to win it is just crazy to think of. Um, so toast to those guys. Let's talk about some college football games. Not a crazy amount of great games going on. Um, I think there's two that are like circled or games to watch. Notre Dame at Wisconsin, technically at Wisconsin, but they're playing neutral site in your favorite place, uh, Bears. Sol- Soldier Field. And then you have – 
Arkansas against Texas A&M in Arkansas. So I think those two games will be great. Um, I have both those on my picks. I will say last week was not a good week for me either. Back-to-back bad weeks. Last week I was five. I was five for 10, five for 10 total, (laughs) five for 10 total. So we will, we will see how this week goes. I did a little bit less picks. I didn't do like nine and nine. I did five and five. So I got 10 picks even Um, all spread, nothing crazy. So I'm just going with those picks. Okay. Yeah. I got a bunch. Um, You got a bunch. I did pretty well. I fell off. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have rode the UCLA game. Never bashed the Mountain West. It's Mm -hmm. my fault. Um, Mount West so was two and zero on the weekend in college football, five. which wasn't terrible. Went four and two in NFL. Almost had that parlay hit, man. The freaking Chiefs. The I Chiefs know, let me down last week on they the parlay <laughs> of all fucking teams. The Chiefs. They would have. They would have covered if you know Hilaire didn't cough the ball up at, with a minute left. So it's all right. Um, I got a good got a good parlay this week coming up. Uh, that's gonna smack for us. All right. I will start it off. With the first pick, <laughs> I'm taking Fresno State to cover against URU and LV Rebels. UNLV, <laughs> UNLV is coming in 0 and 3 against Fresno State, who is a hot 2 and 1. Um, even though they will have one loss, they or 3 and 1, even though they lost one game so on the road Tate by Martell seven to number play. four, Oklahoma, Oregon. Um, I don't think Tate Martell will matter. Hopefully, Hainers. Um, it's healthy from what I've heard he is. It's a lot of points, but they're at home Friday night, and they're supposed to be, from what I've heard, uh, the buzz around here in Fresno is there's going to be a shit ton of people with this game. Um, the point spread is 30 and a half. I think they easily cover. They might be won by 45. If, if UNLV can't score points, I looked at the average points given up by UNLV. It was 40.8. And I looked at Fresno State's average points given up, and it was 13 and a half. <laughs> so we'll see how that game goes. Yeah. Um, I think Martell's in a walking boot, so I don't think he's going to be playing. Dude hasn't even played a game yet, and he's already hurt. I know. Hurts. He got some snaps at the end of the last game. Yeah. But it's all right. Um, yeah. I would take, yeah, fucking, you know, he's terrible, man. I swear yeah. to God, I could do a better job over there. Um, my first game is going to be Toledo minus four and a half at Ball State. Toledo is a great football team. They always are. Matt Lomaction, four and a half is way too slim of points for Toledo. They're going to win by at least double digits, in my opinion. They played a solid game against Notre Dame this year. It's a solid Toledo team. Um, my next game is I'm taking Notre Dame plus six and a half against Wisconsin. I think – I don't think either offense is great, and I don't think either defense is great. I don't know how Wisconsin is favored by almost a touchdown. They're playing at a neutral site. It's not like they're playing at home. Notre Dame is still ranked. They still have dudes all over the field. Ranked higher. Notre they're, Dame's undefeated. Wisconsin is a loss. Notre Dame's undefeated. Wisconsin like – it's almost like a rat line. Like, what do they know that we don't? Um, the fact that a team ranked higher – hasn't lost yet at a neutral site is an underdog by almost a touchdown and Notre Dame's quarterback played at Wisconsin for three years. Um, the reason why he, they, he left is because they like Graham Mertz better, but Graham Mertz hasn't been playing like he's much better anyway. And 
I think this I mean, is a revenge game for uh, yeah, Notre Dame. I, th- I think I think Notre Dame. If anything, if anything, Notre Dame. If they don't win, they easily cover. I, I think it'll be a three-point game. If anything, I was very shocked that they were dogs in this game. Yeah, I don't understand um, how that's possible. I didn't bet this game. I didn't have it as one of my picks, um, but I was going to take Notre Dame. I think six and a half is way too many points. I think they're going to beat Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, but I met my uh, next pick is going to be Iowa State minus seven against uh, or at Baylor. Sorry, mm. um, at Baylor minus seven. Iowa State coming off a big win against UNLV. Iowa tough State. one, <laughs> big tough one against the UNLV Rebs. My second game, I'm taking Texas minus seven and a half against Texas Tech, strictly no. because I will. I'm taking it strictly because I will be at the game. So okay, I am taking Texas. If Texas been does so much more badass, so if you went to the game in like red and black for fucking Red Raiders, <laughs> can't do that. I would might have been shot if I if I did that. But um, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to UT. If Texas doesn't win, the guy I'm going with uh, may never invite me back out to a game, and I might have to find my own way home. Tricky because he's the type of guy where if Texas loses, it's like the world just ended. So I hope they win. It'd be even better if they cover. Um, His world ends a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's been a rough, like, 12 years, I guess you would say, as a Texas fan. Um, but I, I'm picking them to cover. Um, that's what, that's my pick. Yeah, I'm going Rutgers. And I was very shocked. because I think Rutgers is a freaking good football team. Um, plus 20 and a half at Michigan. Um Oof. Michigan hasn't played anyone decent either. They haven't. I think Rutgers is going to be a solid football team. They play well under Shiano for some reason. That guy is just a legend there and just coaches good football teams. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to go Rutgers 20 and a half points. It's a lot of points. A lot of points. My fourth pick, I'm taking Arkansas plus five and a half at home against Texas A&M. I've taken Arkansas – one, they're kind of hot right now. They have an older quarterback in KJ Jefferson. They're playing well. They're at home against a backup quarterback with Texas A&M. Yes, Texas not, A&M is not at home. Neutral site. Where's the neutral site at? I thought AT&T it was AT&T Stadium, Arlington. Hmm. I'm still taking Arkansas strictly because the backup quarterback that is a game changer, um, especially in these type of games. SEC game, uh, divisional game, SEC. Um, even though it is a neutral site, it'll probably be more AM fans. It still will be Arkansas is going to travel, SEC travels. I just don't, I, I'm not going to take a backward quarterback to cover, even to win. Even, I'm not even going to take a backward quarterback to cover, let alone win a game in the SEC against a ranked opponent. There's no way that. I, like it doesn't matter. So I'm taking Arkansas plus five and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little double dip action here because um, they did me so well last week. Michigan State, I had them covering and beating Miami last week. They're dogs. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Michigan State minus five and money line versus Nebraska. I think Michigan State's a pretty good football team this year. They played, uh, they played Northwestern great. They handled Miami. Um, they had another cupcake win, but uh, we'll see if Sparty can get to 4-0. and 
Michigan might be the best. Michigan State might be the best team in the state of Michigan. They, they Michigan's are good too, man. The thing with Michigan, Michigan State is, I feel the like they're just very physical. Michigan State is very physical, and they just want to beat the crap out of you, pretty much. When for for sixty minutes, they just want to beat the crap out of you. They I have like. handled Michigan the past couple of years as well. Yeah. Um, my last pick is I'm taking Wisconsin plus seventeen against Oklahoma. Oklahoma might be the most overrated football team this year. West Virginia? Not, yes, West Virginia. I have them too. West Virginia puts up points. Um, they play okay on defense, but it's the Big 12. The Big 12 does never has good defenses. They put up points, and West Virginia has always played Oklahoma well. doesn't matter what year it is. doesn't matter how bad West Virginia is and how good Oklahoma is. It always seems like it's a two-touchdown, one-touchdown football game. Just because West Virginia has – they still have athletes and they can put up points. Oklahoma just has not played well all year. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They're, if they're even I if they're really, playing I really Tulane, don't think that quarterback's good. No, I don't think he's great at all. He's been playing awful. I mean, they just won – they barely beat Nebraska. They sh- Honestly, they could have easily lost that game. Very easily could have lost that game. If that I mean, if, doesn't have the incredible one-handed yeah, interception. Odell Beckham, yeah, pick. But I think West Virginia – I think they easily cover. I think it's a one-score game. Um, but yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't take the money line because that's a lot on the road. But yeah. I still I still like West Virginia to cover and almost easily. Hey, I would sprinkle that. I would sprinkle, sprinkle that the money line. line. I would sprinkle the money line. Let me look at what the money line Oklahoma is right now. Oklahoma sucks, man. Yeah. Let me look uh, at what – West Virginia was my trap game last week. I told you I was like, I shouldn't bet them, but I'm – or I shouldn't bet against them, but yeah. I'm gonna. I had Virginia Tech, um, two and a half. Yeah. And West Virginia hammered them. Um, but my next bet, I'm gonna go USC minus ten and a half versus Oregon State. Ooh, is Dart playing? I don't care who's playing. Slovis can play. Dart can play. Um, I think USC showed a lot of guts. Uh, they were down 14 against Washington State and came back and just kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. I think it was like 42 to 14 to finish. Just scored mm-hmm. like 40-something unanswered. Um, so I'm going to go with USC. They got that interim head coach. They got him his first win. So I think they're just going to keep rolling. Yeah. Is that all your picks or you got any more? Oh, I got a ton. Keep going. All right. I'm going to go Boston College money line versus Missouri. Boston College is at home. Um, I'm going to go Army minus seven and a half at home versus Miami of Ohio. Uh, Army's three and oh, they've looked great. They're going to get to four and oh, mm-hmm. UCLA minus three and a half at Stanford. They're going to bounce back this week. Um, I don't think Stanford's too good. They had a big win against USC, but it was kind of a fluke win. Then I'm going to go Tulane minus three versus UAB, um, Alabama, Birmingham, and then Hawaii minus Hawaii. 17 and a half. At New Mexico State, um, Hawaii had a loss for me earlier this year. They're going to bounce back. There you go. Um, I'm just looking up the money line right now for the West Virginia-Oklahoma game. Um, it is plus 550 for West Virginia to win outright. Sprinkle. That's, yeah, that's, that's a little. Spring- 10 bucks, man. It gets you 55. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good odds there. Plus 55. Plus five. 550 i mean yeah and it's um i don't know that i think that's a that's a rack game i i would personally take west virginia 
if I'm going to do a money line game, but if anything, if I'm going to spread, I'm definitely going to West Virginia. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Um, before we start talking about our picks, can we just talk about how – Go ahead. You may have been Let wrong. You may out. have been wrong about the Raiders. I don't think I was. Really? You still think, think they I go was 6 wrong. and 11? I think I was wrong about the Steelers. You think wrong about the Steelers? I mean, a lot. I think a lot of people are wrong about the Steelers. Yeah, I think I was wrong about the Steelers. Um, Steelers still can't run the football. I just, I just don't want you and all, all my friends that are Raiders fans to get hurt again, right? You went through this last year. It just looks like deja vu. Um, defense looks, you know, like they're going to hang around. Offense looks great. We're two and zero. We're six and three, and then all of a sudden we're picking in the top five. Oh, I know that. I'm not getting. I'm honestly, I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. Um, I will say those were two huge wins. Huge they wins. probably feel great in that locker room. Oh yeah. Um, so we'll see where it takes them. I think as a Raiders fan, Shire, as tough. a Raiders as a Raiders fan, did I think that? Did I think logically? Did I think they go two and zero? No shot. I did not at the beginning of the season before a week, two weeks ago. Did I think they go two and zero? No way. Was I hoping they would go split one and one? Yes, I was hoping they'd at least split. Yeah. I thought the Pittsburgh. I would have told you sure you had loss. a better chance of beating Ball, or you'd have had a better chance of beating Pittsburgh than you did Baltimore. I see. I thought it would have been the other way around. I thought the Raiders really? always played well. Uh, Raiders have always played well Monday Night Football. I don't know why, um, but I feel like they always play well Monday Night Football. Um, and it's Week One. But I think I think it was the, I think it was the. Um, I mean, you know, as a West Coast, we're both West Coast guys. West Coast teams don't do very well playing the the morning games on the East Coast. So traveling to Pittsburgh to play the in the the first block, the first window games, usually those teams never do well. Um, and the Raiders have never done well when they do that when they play those games. So I thought you, you guys got the Vegas factor now. People are these teams are coming oh, no. into town now that these clubs are open. It's just like the Golden Knights, dude. All these <laughs> hockey players coming to town get fucked up, then go on the ice the next day, hung over and play like shit. Yeah, I know. All I'm gonna say is um there's a lot of injury burp there from the Miller light. There's a lot of um there's a lot of injuries on the injury report that is kind of scaring me. I mean, Leatherwood's coming back. We two line offensive linemen are hurt. Um, Jacobs is I don't know what's happening with him. He's has an ankle and a toe injury. Um, some other guys, Derek Carr, you know, rolled his up, got his ankle rolled up on. Um, some other guys have been banged up around their 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 team. I mean, I saw the injury report. The Raiders had like eleven guys on it, and then I saw the Dolphins. And yeah, the Dolphins don't have two of playing this week. The Dolphins only had four guys in the injury report. I still think the Dolphins are good, but I think they're going to be a completely different team with Jacoby Brissett playing than Tua. I don't know if it'll be better or worse, but they're going to be a different team. Um, I hope. I think the Dolphins have a great defense. Their offense is very suspect. It's very hit or miss. It depends on the day. Yeah. And the best part is, is that Ryan Fitzmagic isn't on the Dolphins anymore. So the Raiders actually have a chance to win the game. I think, I they think are. the thing with the Dolphins is with their running backs, right? Gaskin and those small, they just don't have anybody that's like threatening, you know, like yeah. scary. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, we're easily going to stop the run game because these guys weigh like a buck 75. Yeah. The Raiders have all there. I think the thing with the Raiders team this year 
that's completely different is their D coordinator, Gus Bradley. It's not only that, yeah, schematically, it's a lot different and way better um, than they've had before because he's, I feel like schematically, he's putting the players in better situations. But also, it was the offseason pickups of guys that have played in a system and they're not playing, those new guys aren't playing, you know, um, they're not thinking. It's just a lot more, it's a lot more simple and they're just reacting and playing like they're the athletes they are with Perriman, KJ Wright, and Ngakwe, um, uh, cornerback from San Diego has been playing well all, all year. The new draft pick with Moreau has been playing well. Jonathan Abrams actually playing decent. He's not blowing coverages. Guys, Crosby's being Crosby. So I think they've been playing well defensively. I hope it stays like that all year. I know it's, it's easy to get up for these two games when you play Pittsburgh and uh, Baltimore or start the year off, and now you go play Miami, whose quarterback is out. So I hope they play well. We'll see. It's a long season. It's, a long season. it's week two. Um, they started off 2-0 last year, and then they ended up going 8-8 eight and eight and missed the playoffs. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, my next question was um, your guy starting week one earlier than we thought, even though he did not get the week one job, he did not get the starting job for the rest of the year. This year, this week he's starting. How do you think he plays against the Browns? It's a tough, it's a tough first start. If you on the road, on the road against the Browns. Although he is, he is, he does play great in the state of Ohio. We yes. will say that he is good. Um, I'm you can't not. I mean, the whole. I feel like every football fan's excited to see what he does. You know what I mean? It's not just Bears fans. Um, oh yeah, I mean, he, everyone he came in has last him. week. Um, he had that fake interception. Well, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't say fake interception. The defense faked him out pretty good. The the guy on the line dropped back and just right in the slot of it. Yeah, it's always difficult when a defensive lineman drops back. It's weird. And then you have uh, he threw two balls though, man. That. We're just like, yeah, that, I mean, he's our guy. He threw the one deep ball to Allen Robinson. That was like 40 yards would have been a touchdown just right through a Rob's yeah. hands. Yeah. That doesn't happen very that. often either. No, does not. Um, I don't think it's happened once as a, uh, as a Chicago bear, a Rob's a freaking monster. And then Mooney dropped a, a big one too. He dropped like a 35, 40 yard pass right through his hands as well. Um, so we'll see. Um, hopefully he can read the defense, man. Cleveland's got a fast defensive line. Obviously they got some dudes down there and Clowney and Miles Garrett. Yeah. Um, so hopefully he just comes out of this thing healthy. That's all I ask for. I hope if I'm able to watch this football game, I hope that Matt and Nagy lets Justin Fields be Justin Fields. Yes. I Pull hope him out of the pocket. Do something. Not even that. Just let him be him. Let him, you know. Hey, let the scramble drill go. If don't get mad at and don't start doing conservative play calls, let him be him. If he has to run on the pocket, and make throws on the run, which he's really good at, or he has to run for a first down, do some design run plays for him. Like let Justin Fields be the athlete he is because he is a freak athlete. I, I, it's hard to, it's weird to say. I think he could be better he's a better thrower than cam newton but he could be the same type of runner as cam deshaun watson i think he's better i think he could he's be a better. thicker deshaun watson yeah so i you i think I mean? you let him just be him like if if there's a conservative play call and the 
to start the game, it'll be a question mark on, I think if anything, if they don't let Justin Fields or Justin Fields, I think that's, I mean, it's on Matt Nagy. I think Justin Fields yeah. could could do well and light it up. Um, I'm so excited to watch him play, man. It's just going to be more electric. Um, I just but here's the him... question, right? Yeah. Big question is if he fucking lights it up. And I have him sprinkling. I'm sprinkling Chicago money line this week against Cleveland. Fields is getting his first <laughs> win and his first fucking start. That'll be a big uh, one. Our defense is looking good, too. Yeah. You did play the Bengals. We did play the Bengals. Um, but I, I thought they looked great week one, too. We held L.A. the first half to 10 points. I think the one like thing that. that with the money line thing you're talking about, is OBJ coming back this week? I'm not sure. If he's not, then, I mean, the Browns are without OBJ and Jarvis Landry. I mean, obviously, they're two best receivers. Yes, they could still run the football, but if the Bears know how to run the football, I'm, I'm just saying they can run the football, those two guys. If the Bears know they are going to just run the football the whole game, it's going to be a, a tough day for Baker, which oh, could yeah. incredibly help the Bears. Absolutely. I mean, it's just going to play into our hand. We have one of the best D-lines in the league, so we're just going to eat that up all day long. Yeah. Um, and then my my last yeah, question is the Rams and Bucks play each other this week. Is this an NFC championship preview? Possibly. No. I think it – you don't think so? You don't think the Rams you make it there? I do think the Bucks will. Um I saw the spread. It was one. My Bucks were minus one at home. So it's pretty much, it's pretty much just a. It's in LA. It's a 50. Oh, it's in LA. It's a 50 50 game. Um, I, the Rams did not play well in Indianapolis, even though Cooper Cup lit it up and had like two touchdowns and 200 yards receiving. The Rams didn't play particularly well, even though they did. Um, Carson Wentz somehow sprained both his ankles in one game. Um, I think it could possibly be because, yeah, the Rams haven't played well, but every other team in the NFC is kind of, like, iffy. Like, the Bucs are, like, really good, and we know the Bucs are good. But after that, I mean, the Packers haven't played well. Um, the Seahawks just lost. The Cardinals should not have won against the, um, the Vikings. The Niners barely beat the Eagles. They should actually, I mean, the Eagles could have easily won that football game. And – and like it's just a bunch of the teams that you think should win, and the teams that are like, okay, these are the best teams in the NFC. They haven't played like they're the best teams in the NFC. Besides the Rams and the Bucks, there's only two teams I think have played like the best teams in the NFC. The Buccaneers are going to absolutely blow the Rams out, in my you, opinion. You think so? Um, I think the first, I think the first half it might be close, and yeah. the Buccaneers are going to pull away in the second half. It's still Matthew Stafford, okay. I know he's got, you know, a defense now, I guess. Yeah. But he's had weapons before, right, on offense. I mean, he's yeah. Megatron. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll I mean, see. I'm I'm not completely sold on the Rams. We'll see what they do. But the one one point spread to me was very surprising. Um, similar to like that Notre Dame spread. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I would go Bucks as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, let's get into some picks. How many you got? I got five. I have I have one parlay, and it's going to be a six-team parlay. Six-team? Six-team. 
Wowzers. It's just six teams. Oh, just six and teams. One, two, three, four, five, six, eight, uh, eight games, but we might have some of the same, so we'll see. All right. Um, I'll start off my first game. I have uh, the Chargers plus six and a half against the Chiefs. I think both teams will light it up and it'll be a high scoring football game. I don't think the Chiefs have are very good on defense. Um, even though they should have beat the the Ravens, the Ravens gave them a free touchdown to start the football game. Literally to start the game, the third like third play of the game, uh, Lamar Jackson threw a pick six. And then after that, it felt like it was just whoever had the ball last was going to win the football game. So I think that the Chargers, um, I think they, I, I'm picking them to cover, not to win. Um, I just think it'll be a closer game just because the Chiefs defense, they physically can't start the run. And the Chargers still have Austin Eckler. Um, so I think they're going to be able to run the football, at least on them, to keep Mahomes off the field to an extent. Um, the thing about beating the Chiefs is, Yes, run the football and keep Mahomes off off of the off the board or off the field. But also, when you're running the football, you better be able to put up points. And I think the Chiefs and the Chargers can do that. I think they can run the football and put up points at the same time. So we'll see how um, that game goes. Yeah, my um, first game. I'm going to go well, when you were talking about NFC championships. This is my NFC championship team. And it's going to be the 49ers minus three and a half against Green Bay at home in San Francisco. Um, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well in San Francisco. No, does not. Um, there's a reason he didn't go to San Francisco. <laughs> and San Francisco is just going to roll on. Dude, they're a good football team. Great defense. Fred Warner's freaking flies all over the field. Probably the best linebacker in football. I mean, one of them, top yeah. three. Definitely yeah. not better than Roquan. Can't say that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go 49ers three and a half. Um, my second pick is going to be the game that you guys are listening to this because it'll be released tomorrow on Thursday. Um, I'm picking the Panthers to win Thursday night cover and blow out the Texans minus eight. I'm picking them to blow them out because the Panthers defense is actually somehow pretty good. Um, they they blitz a lot. They do a lot of stunts up front. And the Texans have a rookie quarterback starting, David Mills. I don't know how good he is. Uh, I don't know if anyone knows how good he is. But I think the Panthers may blow them out on Thursday Night Football. And that could be a Sam Darnold coming out party. You know, hey, Sam Darnold. He's playing actually, well. He's playing well. Matt Rule is doing well. I think Joe Brady just dices up the Texans. Um, so I, I'm picking the Panthers to the cover and win by more than 15. So my next one, I felt like was pretty, was a pretty generous spread, but it's uh Cardinals at Jacksonville minus seven and a half. I had that same one. I'm confused on why it's only seven. Jacksonville looks, Jacksonville looks like the worst football team in the NFL. Terrible. I don't know if they're going to score a point on Arizona with Chandler Jones coming out freaking Trevor Lawrence. It is not even if they score a point. It's how they're going to stop the Cardinals. 
that, that I mean, yeah, that is a well, That's the <laughs> how they're gonna they stop two them. problems. <laughs> they probably got three problems. They probably have a problem on special teams too. Yeah, probably asks there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go Cardinals minus seven and a half all day long. Yeah, that's. I feel like that's a. It's almost a rat line. Like, what the hell is this? This is confusing. Yeah. Um. I'm. Yeah. I, I had that one. Cardinals easily seven and a half. Um. I'll do my a next pick. I have the Bengals plus three against the Steelers. I think the Bengals could put up points uh, with the uh, the Steelers having so their. You say Pittsburgh's going to lose back to back home games. I could see that happening. To be honest with you, wow. Big Ben's banged up, but you know Big Ben always plays better when he's banged up. Um, it looks like TJ Watts out. Multiple guys on the defensive side look like they're going to be out for this week. And the uh, – I mean, the Steelers just can't run the football. If you can't run the football in the NFL, how are you going to be able to beat anybody? And the last – I mean, the last time the Steelers played the Bengals, the Bengals dominated that entire football game in, like, week, like, 15. Like The Bengals – I mean, it was a closer game. Um, but I just don't think that the Bengals or the Steelers could run the football offensively. And I think they're defensively with too many guys out. I think their secondary might, you know, be exposed with a weaker pass rush. Cause they couldn't even get the Raiders had three offensive linemen out last week and they couldn't even get to Derek Carr. So I don't know how the Bengals will, or the Steelers will do against the Bengals. I know the Bengals don't have a great offensive line, but I think Joe Burrow with all those offensive weapons, I think they do well. Yeah, I'm going to go Patriots minus three against the Saints at home in New England. I think it's going to be a hell of a football game. Um, But I think Bill Belichick's defense is going to do some wonders against uh, Jameis, just like he did against Zach Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to add another pick in here. Um, I'm taking Denver. Even though they're minus 10, and that's double-digit points in the NFL is a lot. I I think Justin or Zach Wilson against that defense in Denver is going to struggle. He just threw four picks. Denver's against, got the best, one of the best secondaries. Yeah, I think he's going to struggle, and I don't think the Jets could. Not that the Broncos have a high-powered offense. Um, I just don't. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to turn the ball over. They're not going to turn the football over. So I think that the Broncos get one or two. Maybe I think they get one or two. And uh, turnovers in that game, and that changes that line. You know, I think they get those two turnovers and score two touchdowns off of it. So I think that changes that line from ten to twenty if they have, if they add those two turnovers in. So I I can see the Broncos winning by two touchdowns easily. Yeah, I had Broncos minus ten and a half on mine as well, um, and then I had the Tampa minus one and a half. Um, so I'm gonna skip down to I have the Cowboys. Oh, on Monday night. I've never bet the Cowboys, but I'm betting the fucking Cowboys minus four. I just don't think Philly has the defensive backs to keep up with that weaponry out there. I know they got Darius Slay, but outside of him, there's not much. No. Um, so we'll see. I think it is going to be a good game. Minus four might be a little stretch. It could be a little bit closer than that. It might be a field goal that wins it. Um, but I'm going to take Jack in Dallas. Yeah, don't sound excited. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. Um, my last pick, 
I'm going to be a homer. I'm taking Vegas minus seven or minus four. Vegas minus four against the Dolphins, banged up Dolphins team on the road um, with a backup quarterback. I know it's Jacoby Brissett, and he started multiple games, started a couple of years in the NFL already. I just don't think – I think the – I mean, coming off a 35-0 to zero loss at home, I don't think they do well against the Raiders, and especially with the Raiders um, improving on defense. I think, uh, I think the Raiders cover. I think they went by a touchdown, and they cover the four points. Yeah, my last one, uh, my last pick, and then I'll rally off my parlay. My last pick is going to be Bears money line at Cleveland. Fields is first star. There you it's go. plus two seventy five. So we're just sprinkling. We're not going large, just a sprinkle. Mm-hmm. Let's get it. Fields is going to take us to the promised land. Um, and then my parlay, I got a six teamer, and it comes in at plus six forty seven odds. Um, so we got a lot of action here. Yeah, we got Buccaneers, Titans, Panthers. Cardinals, um, Steelers, and 49ers. All money line? All money line. Wowzers. Good for you. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be glorious. Flint, Michigan, Mega Bowl. That's freaking rock. <laughs> uh, that's fucking hilarious. All right. Uh, Sturdy Axe. Hope you enjoyed uh, listening. We're going to keep doing this once a week, every Thursday. Um, next Thursday, we will. Go USA. Go USA. Watch all the football. Root hard for the USA. It'll be fun to watch the Ryder Cup happening. You know, it was supposed to happen last year. We got moved back, so it'll be great. Follow us anywhere you listen to your podcast. Enjoy, and see you guys next Thursday.